Hi everyone, welcome back to another exclusive podcast from INFX, where we are dedicated to bringing you the absolute best education to help you take your trading to the next level. My name is Ketan Ramachandra, and in today's podcast, we'll be talking about the US debt ceiling. Now, this is something that we may have heard in the news earlier this year, especially in during the months of April and May of 2023. Now, what is the US debt ceiling? and how does it impact uh, Americans as well as other traders and investors around the world? Well, let's start off with the basics. The US debt ceiling is a law that limits the total amount of money that the US government can borrow to pay its bills. Now, what bills are we talking about? This could include paying for federal employees, the military, social security, Medicare, as well as interest on the national debt and tax refunds. Every so often, the US Congress votes to raise or suspend the ceiling so it can borrow even more. Now, the US government was officially going to run out of money or run into default on the 5th of June, 2023. So prior to that, the debt ceiling cap stood at roughly 31.4 trillion US dollars. This limit was originally breached in January earlier this year, but the Treasury Department used extraordinary measures to, pro- to provide the government with more cash while it figured out what to do. Now, historically, it's always been a formality for Congress to raise the limit as needed, but in recent years, the political parties in the US, namely the Republicans and the Democrats, have become more and more polarized. They just can't seem to agree on the terms. Back then, in the month of uh, March and April, Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen reiterated many times that without more borrowing, the US will not have enough money to meet all of its financial obligations as soon as the 5th of June. Now that we understand a little bit of the background, So what would happen if the US really does default on its debt? Well, to be honest, no one knows. Why is the case? Because it has never happened before, so it's not entirely clear. But I think we can imagine that it would cause major economic damage, not only in the US, but also globally. We can imagine equity markets will be impacted negatively. They may correct or fall very sharply. We can probably expect safe haven currencies such as the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc to gain significant strength versus the US dollar. And we can also probably imagine gold prices to shoot up. Right? As investors and traders look in search of safe has assets, we may see such a scenario play out. Now, what does that mean at the US level in the event of a default? Basically, the government would no longer be able to pay the salaries of federal and military employees, while social security checks, which are payments that millions of pensioners in the US rely on, would also stop. Companies and charities that count on government funds would also be in peril. Now, back in 1979, the US briefly entered default. However, this was blamed by the Treasury on an accidental check processing issue, which was quickly resolved. 
So in a way, even though the US did have a brief default back in 1979, there was no impact to financial markets or uh, in the US or globally. So up till this date, we have no one in the world knows what would really happen if the US really ends up defaulting on its debt. But we can imagine that the worst scenarios could occur. Now, why is the debt limit so divisive? And why does it impact and why does it matter to everyone else? All right. So, okay. So why is it so div- divisive? Basically, it's it's a political showdown between the Republicans and the Democrats. On one hand, the Re- Republicans view government spending skeptically and to them, raising the national debt is evidence that the government is out of control or rather government spending is out of control. While debt limit brinkmanship is a relatively new strategy for the Republicans, many of them believe it is a necessary evil because the nation's current course will ultimately lead to economic and social ruin. On the other hand, the Democrats view national government power as a force for good, a means to improve American lives and improve uh, company well-being as well. They see raising the debt limit where necessary as good housekeeping needed to maintain the operation of the government so that federal workers and uh, and the whole economic system can run smoothly in the US as well as globally. Now, we are very lucky that the US averted a, a, a default on its debt back in June. Now, as we mentioned earlier, as we discussed earlier, the US was going to run out of cash back on 5th of June. So the weekend just before this date, on the 3rd and 4th of June, President Joe Biden signed a 99-page bill that would avert the US debt limit. Now, this is not a permanent measure, but it is a stopgap measure that at least starved off uh, what would be a catastrophic moment in US history and for global financial markets. Now, without going into the details of the bill, as we know it's 99 pages long, but here are just a couple of the main uh, important points. One, it suspends the debt limit until 2025, which is after the next presidential election, and it also restricts government spending for the next two years. The legislation also bolstered funds for defense and veterans, cut back some new money for the Internal Revenue Service, and also rejected Biden's call to roll back Trump-era tax breaks on corporations and the wealthy to help cover the nation's deficits. So in all, the debt ceiling limit was not increased, but rather it was suspended with an agreement to also restrict government spending for the next two years. This may not be the ideal outcome, but it is a stopgap measure that at least helped avert a serious crisis in markets earlier this year, or rather in the first half of this year. So essentially, the US government has just kicked the can down the road. So at least for the next year and a half to two years, we should not be hearing any uh, negative news surrounding the US debt ceiling limit. But we can expect further brinkmanship between the Republicans and the Democrats as 2025 rolls round. And this will no doubt introduce another round of uncertainties and volatility in financial markets. 
We can only hope that they will reach a resolution swiftly when it's time to cross that debt ceiling limit bridge once more in 2025. So, in, so just to summarize the debt ceiling limit, no one knows what would happen if the US really did default. But we have to be prepared as traders, as investors, to find out what asset classes would, uh, would likely benefit from such a scenario. So naturally, I think we can expect equity markets in the US to fall substantially if a, if a default were to happen. We can also probably expect gold prices to rise as investors look for safe haven asset classes. And that also probably includes safe haven currencies such as the Japanese yen and the Swiss franc, both of which may see significant inflows versus the US dollar should such a scenario play out. All right. So I hope this has been a great uh, podcast for you and has been an informative session as well to give everyone a little bit of background on what the US debt ceiling limit is and what we can probably expect uh, to happen should another situation like this arise back in 20, uh, up in 2025. All right, with that, that's it for me for today's podcast on the US debt ceiling limit. Do remember to subscribe to our podcast here at INFX, where we are dedicated to bringing you the very best education to take your trading to the next level. Until then, stay safe and trade safe.